0: Welcome back, tributes, to episode 41 of Into the Arena. I'm Holly. And I'm Emily. And today we're going right back to the beginnings, our humble beginnings, by doing a Enneagram test. So if yeah. you've been with us from the start, you know that our second episode we ever did was a personality episode, like a personality test episode. So we're going back... Back to and our I'm roots. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I hope that after forty something episodes, we're a
1: little bit better than we were episode two. So this is kind of this like, episode is not going to be an hour and a half. That's oh that's what I know. <laughs> Wasn't it like? I think when we recorded it, it was over two hours too. Something like so, that. We were very green. We were naive. We I didn't know. know.
0: <laughs> but so was I. This episode. Anyway, we'll we'll probably have multiple. Multiple episodes of this. We're going to limit our characters. But before we dive into this week's episode, we have very exciting announcements, not really pertaining to us, but more so tomorrow is the day that ballad filming
1: begins officially. I, so, I can't even believe that. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's just the most up to date information that we have. It could mm-hmm. be different, but it's exciting to think okay, it's officially, we're in the season hopefully hopefully getting leaked set pictures
0: <laughs> that's what i I'm like the best that's what the I best care best about <laughs> but it's also exciting because I don't know like we've been seeing different cast members like posting from Europe the last few yes. days so that's been kind mm-hmm. of
1: exciting I'm they're like, there it it's starting it's happening
0: <laughs> yes so it's not a drill anymore um so exciting news but then also tomorrow even more exciting we have tribute talk so join us and our amazing beautiful lovely friends um at 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern time we just talk everything and a lot of casting announcements probably snow's so. hair
1: i'm sure will be on the oh, agenda yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> m <Eminem.
0: laughs> so yes join us tomorrow for that and let's just dive right in so we're talking about the Enneagram. The first personality test we took with our characters was the Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is different. I guess like a brief overview, there's nine different types. So there are types one through nine, obviously. And they kind of, I mean, it's just a personality test. I don't know. Do you have like a better way to describe it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I like the Enneagram. It's, it's different from Myers-Briggs. In that I feel like it's more focused on, are you growing as a person or are you kind of regressing into certain (laughs) characteristics? Like, are you more kind of healthy or Mm -hmm. an unhealthy type? And I feel like it's more of a way of looking at yourself and figuring out how you could change for the better. That's a good I I like that.
0: Yeah. Because we, we, you can call yourself out by reading through these traits and be like, oh, I think I'm a healthy individual, but just kidding, I'm very unhealthy because secretly I'm tearing apart everyone around me sort of thing. So,
1: <laughs> Let's go through the different types.
0: Okay. Yeah. So we'll start with going through the different types. I don't know. You want to walk
1: us Should through this? Should I start can... with like number one? So yeah. type one is let me get my notes <laughs> like we are not experts <laughs> on this by, oh, yeah, by no. any means we've just you know <laughs> read a bunch we like personality tests and um yeah so if you have different opinions too than us like totally valid <laughs> we're not mm-hmm. like the end-all be-all of the enneagram yes. by any means so um type one is the reformer also kind of known as the perfectionist And their core desire is to be a good person, have integrity, Um, and then their core, like, fear would kind of just be the opposite of that, would be to be a bad person, to be considered evil, not have integrity. Um, Some of their positive traits are that they're very orderly, ethical, they can be very self-controlled, and negative traits, they can be judgmental, intolerant, and aggressive. Mm-hmm. So that that is type one. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's what's interesting about the Enneagram too and like sets it apart is that there's there's something like within you that is the main thing that you chase after mm-hmm. so like your core desire and then like fear, like what you strive for and your fear is like that motivates what you do in life and how you approach situations. So
0: type 2 is the helper, also known as the giver. Their core desire is to be needed, and probably their biggest fear would be not mattering to other people. Um, They have different positive traits that include being compassionate and caring, however their negative traits include being manipulative,
1: selfish, needy, and even possessive. Type 3 is the Achiever. Their core desire is to be validated. Their core fear is to be insignificant or worthless. And some of their positive traits are being really confident, ambitious, charming, and hardworking, but some of their negative traits can be being self-centered, boastful, and vain. I think also workaholics is something that's come up as a negative for type 3.
0: Type 4 is the individualist or the artist. Um, Their core desire is to demonstrate that they're unique slash special, so talking about myself here, (laughs) (laughs) their core fear is having no identity. Um, Positive traits include being perceptive, imaginative, passionate, and then negative traits. They can be narcissistic and a little bit dramatic, but I don't know. Maybe that's just (laughs) me. a
1: little bit. Type five, the investigator or the thinker, their core desire is to understand the world. I forgot to look up their core fear. Do you know what so, the core fear is of the thinker? I mean, I would think to be stupid, right? <laughs> oh, that they can I, I know. know what it is. It's that they, they can
0: never fully, they, like, they'll never know everything that they need mm. to know. Like, mm. they're not going to be
1: prepared. Yeah. Wow, man. Just accept it. <laughs> <laughs> <You> type fives. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, some of their positive traits, they're very analytical uh inventive and independent some of their negative traits they can be delusional cynical and oh. unsociable so did you say fun. this is you cynical <laughs> no this is not me i'm not a type five <laughs> i thought you were <laughs> otherwise i would have known what the core fear is oh. <laughs> okay
0: number six is that's the loyalist me. oh the loyalist or the skeptic fair um, their core desire is to have security. Aww. Core fear is being abandoned or a lack of support. Um, their positive traits include being likable, trustworthy, loyal, and responsible. Emily is very responsible. If you haven't noticed, she runs this whole thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm late all the time, so I, <laughs> is punctual responsible? I know.
0: <laughs> And negative traits include fearful, self-doubting, and aggressive you're very aggressive obviously so aggressive
1: you know when I when I want what I want okay (laughs) I feel like maybe I can be (laughs) um type seven is the enthusiast their core desire is to get the most out of everything in life their core fear is being deprived of things their positive traits are they are quick learners are really curious bold and unashamed And negative traits can be that they are overindulgent and impulsive.
0: Mm. Type 8, the challenger. Their core desire is to be in control. And obviously, their biggest fear is to be controlled by someone else. It's like the opposite. (laughs) It's giving me divergent vibes here. Um, Positive (laughs) traits, they're energetic, strong-willed, bold, and independent. And then their negative traits, they're domineering, argumentative, unfeeling, and quite isolated.
1: And the last one, type 9, is the peacemaker. So their core desire is to be in harmony. And their core fear is conflict and disconnection. Some of their positive traits, they can be really easygoing, reassuring, and unselfish but they're negative traits. They can be apathetic, irresponsible, and indecisive. Mm -hmm.
0: So now that we have a a good idea of (laughs) It's
1: like the quick and dirty.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, because I mean, the research that you have to have to like go into this, I mean, I fully don't understand all the different Myers-Briggs personality types, because how are you supposed to know every single one? Mm -hmm. But even though there's only nine of these, like, they're very very intense like you said that there's like the fears and then the core values and the and like the healthy health levels of are you good Mm, there's like the health levels I feel like
1: there's different ways that they uh like approach things even within Mm -hmm. the types and then there's also wings oh so like if you're an eight you can wing to one number or the other on either side so you can be like an eight wing nine or you can be an eight wing seven and it's, mm-hmm. like, for every number. So there's really more than just nine times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little overwhelming. But as we were talking through them,
0: obviously you heard, I my um, Enneagram type is type four. I'm a four wing five. But I don't know if that's, like, legitimate. Like, I took that quiz years ago. So I kind of just identify as a four.
1: I haven't looked it up in a while, like, I, I didn't do much research on, like, myself or anything, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> looking this up. But I, I feel like I probably used to be a six-wing five, like, leaning more towards the thinker. And now I'm a six-wing seven, like, the enthusiast. Mm-hmm.
0: See, I think that's interesting because, again, these personality types are things that can change. And as you grow up and as you change, then, yeah, because... When I'm reading, when I read that I was a four wing five, I was like, no, I think I'm just a four. I think like reading through the fours, I was like, this is exactly how I feel on an everyday basis. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, I feel like my thirst for knowledge is not, <laughs> it's not what it used to be Stop. when I was a child and like, Valid you know, the knowledge. world was my oyster. <laughs> now I'm just like, how do I combat being a sloth? Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like, I guess that- here's, here's something that I found interesting is because... The Enneagram test is, like, pretty close in relation to, like, the Christian faith. I don't know if you know that. Like, a lot of Mm -hmm. people within that religion Yeah, I guess I've seen that. Yeah. And so, they also, for each number, it has a a deadly sin associated with it. So, like, for example, type (laughs) 4 is envy. So, like, I would... That's, like, my sin. What is
1: type 6?
0: Type 6 is fear. So, like... Yeah, it's just like one word. I operate. I just think it's so with a lot of fear. (laughs) (laughs) Same, but as I was reading that, I thought that was really interesting um, because the book that I was reading through, I used obviously a lot of sources online, but the one that I was reading, the road back to you, is like rooted in the Christian faith. So that's why it had like that balance. Yeah. So again, just like some interesting, these personality tests can get into little pieces of absolutely anything and everything which is why it makes it fun to not only like have us decide like what we think characters personality types are but also like to hear and compare what other people see because again not everyone's going to be like oh yeah lucy gray is a blank or katniss is a blank you know mm-hmm.
1: so yeah so that's what we're going to talk about today so we did post on instagram uh, a question box about the six characters that we're going to talk about so we're going to talk about katniss PETA and gail from the original trilogy, and then uh, Snow, Lucy Gray, and Sejanus from Ballad. It's probably all we're gonna have time to talk about. I know.
0: <laughs> Where is like last time?
1: <laughs> um, so, we asked our Instagram followers, you guys, what you thought each character was, and I kind of put that together in a little chart. So, I will pull that up and we'll start with Katniss, I guess. Ooh, look at you. I all love Right, this. data analyst. <laughs> So, okay. we definitely had the most The most popular choice for Katniss was eight, the challenger. And then it was kind of- there wasn't really a second place. There was kind of like two, three people for who had chosen the other types. So I feel like it's a, a pretty clear eight from everyone who submitted overall.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What did you choose for Katniss? Ooh. I chose
0: an 8. I chose 8wing 9, though, so I chose kind of more specific. Okay, I
1: also chose an 8. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> everyone, choose an 8.
1: <laughs> I feel like we're probably pretty in in agreement. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, their core fear is being, like, controlled, manipulated. I feel like that's just Katniss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think it's interesting because
0: uh, there is another character that I put as an eight. And so I split through the different points that I was writing for my notes. And some of them kind of like go over each other, but other ones like my other character versus Katniss are very different, but they're in the same group. So some points I put for Katniss were, justice is worth fighting for is an ideal that she would have. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to trust people. I make decisions fast and from the gut. I feel like that's a total Katniss. She just makes them right then um she she says like don't mess with people I love and under my tough exterior is a like loving and caring person so those are the notes I put towards that but in terms of me putting an eight wing nine wing nines are more subtle in their approaches so even though I do see her as an eight and somebody who is like aggressive and wants change and stands up for what they believe in it took her a while to get that voice especially like the first book through Catching Fire. And so, and she always, she has to like kind of be nudged a little bit in the right direction. So I don't think she's like a strong, sturdy eight. That's why I put eight wing nine.
1: Well, I feel like as she progresses to being kind of more of a healthy person and growing, Mm -hmm. she kind of needs to be manipulated a little bit. Like knowing that it's okay to not always be in control of everything and that people around Mm -hmm. you like, can care about you and like have good intentions toward you. Mhm.
0: Yeah, and I should qu- clarify too that the 9 is the peace keeper, peacemaker <laughs> um person. So, a little bit more I feel like I've pictured like an 8 being somebody like really strong and aggressive and alpha versus a 9 is somebody who wants like harmony and peace. And I feel like yeah, which kind of like
1: she goes more toward I feel mm-hmm. like as the novels progress. Yeah. So I like that. I didn't look at the wings. I I feel bad. Oh, I only did for a couple. (laughs) There was one thing about, um, I was mostly looking at, I think, Enneagram Institute was where I found most Mm -hmm. of, like, my quotes. Um, but just that they're very individual and, like, independent, really more than any other type. And... I liked that they don't really pay attention or, like, care about what people think of them. And, I don't know, it just made me think of that PETA quote where he says, like, she has no idea the effect she can have. Like, she doesn't think about that at all. Mm -hmm. So, that for type 8. And then, they really want to be independent and resist being indebted to anyone. And I was like, oh, that's Mm. a huge, huge piece of Katniss's character, I think. Definitely. yeah, type eight just seemed to fit. I think more than anything else.
0: Yeah, I mean that's our protagonist. She's got to fight for something, so.
1: <laughs> and I, I feel like it makes sense. Like looking at the um, what everyone submitted for different mm-hmm. characters, I feel like more than any other character, we were really sure as a group about Katniss. I'm like, I like that because I mean it, it should work that way. I think because we know the most about Katniss. Like we're in her head for three books. Mhm. Yeah. So
0: see that was the thing with so one of the characters I um the one character I had the the hardest time pinning a type down for was Sejanus. And so for me I went through the, the people whole... also had a hard time. <laughs> really? Okay, we'll get to that, but when I did Sejanus like I had my three picks of what it could be, like what I could see him. But then I I actually sat down and took the test, f- like pretending I was Sejanus. <laughs> I thought I about doing that. To do I all didn't of get these. to that, but
1: <laughs> I was so like, no, yeah, I, I only, only did don't. it. For- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get there. So again, it's easier, like you said, we're in Katniss's mind. But for the rest of them, we're obviously not. So our next character is Peta. If you want to talk about Peta a little bit, um,
1: I. Oh, let's start with the chart
0: yeah we gotta go we have see what the people
1: said for PETA we had really a tie between two and nine and then Mm. a few people said six as well but we had eight for two and eight for nine interesting so So the helper or or the peacemaker okay so what did what did we choose
0: yeah I never thought about nine for some reason I don't know why that did not cross my brain. I picked a solid two for him.
1: I picked two also, but I feel like I did have some difficulty between two and nine. See, I picked... So first of all,
0: twos. When I was going through, I I was pairing him more between types two and four because two and four are the emotional um, types, and um, I think this is also from the Enneagram Institute It says, twos tend to move towards others and engage them, sometimes excessively. Whereas fours tend to draw away from others while hoping that others will seek them out. So when I was deciding between the two, Peta is someone who's more proactive and like goes after relationships with people, aka Katniss. Um, Another thing was twos look for people to rescue, whereas fours look for someone to rescue them. So I don't think that Katniss needs rescuing but she does need help and I think that he is a caregiver to her in a sense that he provides that help and that yeah
1: I mean just like the example of what happened with them with the bread I feel Mm -hmm. like that that's such a two thing to do yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) was really thinking like a two um and then twos are very aware of others feelings but they tend to be unaware of their own motivations and needs that was like a little iffy to me something interesting though that I did read was that when you look at the picture of the enneagram, you know how there's like all those arrows connecting the numbers. Mm-hmm. So like, it when an arrow points away from a number, so two's arrow outward is what is the person that they turn to when they're stressed out, and two points to eight, which is kind of. Is, so I thought that that was like kind of cute. That was after I decided oh, it was that's a two, cool. but <laughs> um, just some some traits on why I decided to. Um, was that they're caretakers, they're storytellers, they feel drawn into influential people with power, aka Katniss, and they're more comfortable giving than receiving. And, like, when I think of PETA, I think of a giver. And a Mm. lover and somebody who is artistic but also values emotions. So, that's why I guess I looked more there and not so much as a nine. But I'm
1: curious about yours. (laughs) With PETA, I feel like the first thing... like for a two their core fear is like not being needed or like worthy of love Mm -hmm. and so instantly when I think of PETA I'm like oh I think of that line where he says nobody needs me and like that's like something he genuinely I feel like believes Mm -hmm. deep down and so I'm like that's that's such a two and I feel like a lot of the Enneagram types have to do with kind of like early childhood and kind of like trauma and like maybe things that have happened to you. so like why why is something your core desire or something that you you fear the most? Mm-hmm. And I feel like with PETA's childhood, he probably felt very not valued or or loved or needed. and so I can see why as a result of his upbringing, why? he would be a two and that would be something he'd be kind of like chasing after. Yeah. It's really sad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, oh, (laughs) childhood (laughs) draw. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's a a good way of looking at it. And I like how we're both looking at different aspects of the type itself. And it still all fits.
1: (laughs) It works
0: out. But I want somebody on here arguing for a nine because to be honest, I feel like nines was the type that I learned the least about nines and sevens. That's kind of like, I still don't fully understand them. So. I
1: think, I mean, nines are, are very resistant to conflict. And mm. so I guess I can see that with PETA a little bit, but, and, and kind of just like open to what other people want. And that's kind of like how they show love, I guess. But PETA is so much more like specific in his love and also he he's he's opinionated i mm-hmm. feel like whereas nines aren't so much so I don't, I don't really see even though it's like the peacemaker i don't think that's like his ultimate like he wants everybody to get along no matter what yeah. i don't really see that as his like core desire
0: that makes sense okay yeah i i can see him more as a two but i I'm, i am surprised he got so many votes for a nine so Again, I'm glad that we get to hear what people have to say. I think it could
1: also just be the name. Like, the Peacemaker.
0: Okay, now we're moving on to our final in the original trilogy. Mr. Gale Hawthorne. Let's pull up those stats.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, look at this. So the the top was the Challenger, so type 8. But after that, we also had a few for the type 1, the reformer, and type 3, the achiever. Although there, there's kind of things all across the board. There's at least one for helper, loyalist, enthusiast. The enthusiast one is funny to me. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: the peacemaker, the fact that there's no peacemaker there, one. There's, there's, no, still...
1: there's no thinking and there's no
0: peace. <laughs> Here's the thing that I think you did make a good point, because I mostly learned, like I knew about my personal um type but obviously i have never done this much in-depth research for all the types so if i were just an audience member seeing this maybe going by names i think you can see a lot of bias and like thoughts towards how you view the character with just one word like yeah he is a loyalist yes or
1: reformer
0: yeah a helper like so i can see that and i think that that might be why it's kind of skewed all over the place um but, it, it, again, it's interesting to see that people thought, one, the reformer, and three, achiever. Because the one that I picked was eight. I think he, the way I described it, he's a
1: textbook eight. Like, there's no other, <laughs> no other means mm-hmm. to describe him. Mm-hmm. And I see Gale as more of, like, an average kind of eight. Right in the middle. <laughs> Katniss, I feel like, it's. I like that Katniss and Gale are the same. And, I mean, Katniss mentions how similar the two of them are. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Katniss does, has a lot of growth throughout the series and Gale doesn't as much Mm -hmm. and kind of stays where he's at. So I I like that they're both type eight.
0: And it it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I think that's the problem with number eight is just when you read about it, you read how aggressive they are. And I wanted to make a disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to make a disclaimer that at the beginning of this. I'm not, like, I'm going in unbiased. Like, even though I prefer Peta to Gale, like, I do not like Gale, I feel like I still care about the, like, integrity of the character. And, like, when I research these, like, it's, like, I'm picking because that's, like, what I genuinely see them as. And so, again, I don't want people to think, like, oh, I don't see him as a helpful character. Like, he does help people. He saves, like, thousands of lives but you know or hundreds of lives but you know what I mean it's just like Gail is an eight he like this is the one I would sell this one and snows I would be like I don't care I will fight you I know that he is this number
1: (laughs) yeah there was a quote um about eight that I can read that I had put under Gail Mm-hmm. So they can begin to dominate their environment, including others, want to feel that others are behind them, supporting their efforts, swaggering, boastful, forceful, the boss whose word is law, proud, egocentric, and then want to impose their will and vision on everything, not always seeing others as equals or treating them with respect. Mm, yeah, yeah I like, know. Yeah. That that really explains, I feel like, Gail's mindset, especially in mocking Jay. But he mm-hmm. kind of doesn't care. I mean, war is a very specific situation too. So I mean I can I can see like people's different mindset and like how it can be specific to just like, okay, in this instance of war, what are we doing? But I feel like that just explains his mindset mm-hmm. in mocking Jay. Yeah. I I agree. I, I had
0: written down that last part, too, but um A couple of other points that I had was, um, eights can be wary of people who are super nice. And I just thought of that one situation with Madge. (laughs) (laughs) Because he is, like, he's just, he's always looking for some truth. Like, he is looking for his truth, I guess. Mm -hmm. So you can be kind to somebody, but you can be kind to Gail, but Gail could be like, what are the, like, motives behind this? So... Just what I thought. And then... Everybody's
1: trying to control you. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Everyone's out to get this man. (laughs) Um, Another thing is, um, it says, I don't have much respect for people who do not stand up for themselves. Double negative. But you have to to stand up for yourself. And you see Gail getting really, really irritated with Katniss because she chooses to run away. And that's not what he sees her doing. So, again... He is. That's so
1: interesting, because if you think about Katniss and Gail in terms of control, like, she doesn't want to be controlled, so she's going to run away. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Gail doesn't want to be controlled, so he's like, let's fight the power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, two different methods to the mm-hmm. same, like, desire that they have. And I
0: don't even know if I would consider Gail, like, an unhealthy eight. Is the thing. I just view, like I said, Katniss was eight wing nine. More of a a peace peacemaker. But Gale is just more of like a right in the middle eight.
1: Yeah, that quote that I read, it's kind of like right in the middle. Like, Mm. I was reading the really, like, unhealthy eights. And I was like, I don't really think Gale is there. He's not, like, in a really bad place. Yeah. But I did, like, for Katniss... Like, the most healthy, like, version of an eight, like, an eight at their best, it said, At their best, they become self-restrained and magnanimous, merciful and foreboding, courageous and willing to put their selves in serious jeopardy to achieve their vision and have a lasting influence. They may achieve true heroism and historical greatness. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Katniss <laughs> Yes, Katniss Everdeen <laughs> our queen <laughs> yes so
0: again I think it's just interesting that our three main characters like Katniss Peeta, we have two eights and one two and it's funny that we agreed on them
1: <laughs> yeah I mean I can see why maybe two eights don't belong together you know mm-hmm. like an eight and a two they they seem to fit well
0: mm-hmm. yeah but now we're going to move on to our next three characters which are from the ballad. Book. Which
1: I, I think these characters <laughs> are harder to place. Except for one.
0: I had the easiest time with Snow. This character was like I will support this one forever.
1: I had like a hard time with Snow. I'm at a I know I'm confident in my selection now, but Mm -hmm. I think I just had to kind of think about it a little bit more because I thought he was an eight at first. Mm. Okay. But let's go to the chart.
0: Let's go to the chart. (laughs) Cue the chart. (laughs) This
1: is interesting. This
0: one's hard for
1: me. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people said individualist, number four. Four. And we did have some eights, the challenger and three the achiever and then also the reformer type one yeah
0: so the most was number four which when I heard that number four was up here here's me getting passionate I am a four (laughs) I am a four and snow is nothing like me like a four is someone who like is deeply deeply negative about the world around them in a sense that it's like I'm somebody. I think that I'm different than anyone else. Like I am everything, and I everyone wants to be me. Well, okay, now I'm describing it. I guess <laughs> it's like kind you. of you. <laughs> um, oh, I'm I've not heard. like other like, girls. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is, and it's. A lot of it is based in like severe like sadness or even depression. Like that's what it gets into when you read about force is like the heavy emotional aspect behind it. Mm-hmm. And like to me, snow it has no emotions. So that's why hearing <laughs> four was a little bit weird for me. I was like, are we really thinking for? But I mean, if if most people thought
1: for, maybe he is a pick-me girl like me. Like maybe we are the same. <laughs> I don't see him as a four either. Mm -mm. I don't really understand. But I also feel like I understand four the least. (laughs) Really? Just think of me. Just think of like an anxious, overly emotional girl.
0: (laughs) Like when I think of four as a character, I think of like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Like that's the only character I can really just go. Yep, that's it. He is not Winnie the Pooh, or he's not he's not Eeyore from Winnie Winnie the Pooh.
1: Does Eeyore think he's like really special? Though? Oh, he wants to be. He wants to be special, and he's scared
0: that he's not special at all.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> so <sad>. me. <laughs> so
0: it's Holly, like, you're
1: so special."
0: <laughs> uh, but that's why I just had a hard time. Is because fours and twos are very, very like. There is mm. no thought. There is just heart and a, and crying and emotions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. Get me away from that. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah. I picked, for my snow, I picked three. That was my, my hands down.
1: I pick. picked three also. You said you started with an eight. I'm really curious I, about the eight. I did start eight. with an eight, and I feel like if we didn't have Ballad, mm-hmm. he would be an eight. But yeah. when we read Ballad then it's it becomes so much more clear that he really cares about what people think of him and people's (laughs) perception of him whereas if we didn't have ballad i would just see him as someone who is like all about control Mm -hmm. but the but the, the thing is he does talk about control a lot in ballad And how, like, control is the thing that he loved most about the war. But I think it's a different kind of control. I agree, yeah. Like, ultimately.
0: Because I I feel like with with an 8, it's somebody who is going to voice their opinions all the time. And it's like, they wear their heart in their sleeve. Whereas with a 3, especially Snow falling under that 3 and the control you're talking about, I think he's able to be more of a chameleon and, like work his way through situations like he knows what he wants and he knows how he's going to do it but the only person who's allowed to know his true emotions are himself whereas i feel like eights are like mm. they want everyone they put their like thoughts and emotions onto other
1: people yeah so like more like in control of his emotions
0: mm-hmm. because like in the end i see snow like he obviously he doesn't trust anyone but he he uses himself as some like that's his like only like soundboard or friend or whatever is just himself whereas I feel like with other types it's easier for people to just like use other people to talk off of but Snow has so many secrets and so many like the way that he wants to like appear in society that sort of thing so I don't know I I I I can see him being a type three but I agree that's a good point about if we didn't have Ballad it'd be different
1: yeah I mean well without Ballad I feel like we don't really even know much about Snow Mm-hmm. i feel like yeah. he isn't really that great of a villain without yeah. it but i had like these
0: so some of the threes the type three things i had that stuck out were they're success oriented they're adaptable excelling driven and image conscious mm-hmm. which i think is like the number one because that's all he's concerned about you learn that how poor he is and how he has absolutely like he has less than nothing and so but he
1: still has his name and like, exactly what everybody thinks
0: about him <laughs> And he, so he uses that. He, he It's big on image. So some points that I had, which I think they're all very important. One is it is important for me to come, off, come across as the winner. I don't like it when people slow me down. Again, he's very independent. I know how to airbrush failures. So it looks like success. I keep a close watch on how people are responding to me in the moment. I feel like that's a big one. I'm not someone to talk much about my personal life, and sometimes I feel like a phony, but I refuse to show it. Oh, yeah, that's it's true. Yeah. But and another thing I, noted, or I learned was type 3 has a fake it till you make it mentality, which is exactly the snow lands <laughs> on top mentality. To
1: yeah, <laughs> so. well, and also, I mean, I guess that's where I get confused with type 8 because snow lands on top, and, like, he wants to be in charge like the most powerful but like not really i think it's Mm -hmm. more he wants the perception that he's on top regardless of whether he really is yeah but
0: i do think i think the one thing that helped me decide because yeah i was like three i was pretty set on it but he's an unhealthy level of three.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. And you go on like, I think it was on Enneagram Institute is where they have like the levels. Uh, And if you just read the levels from like average to like the most unhealthy, it is just Snow's progression. Yes. Invalid. A 100%.
0: Yes. We were looking at the same thing because some of these notes were like, they can be exploitative and opportunistic. They're willing to do whatever it takes to preserve persevere the illusion of their superiority they're, They they portray or betray or sabotage people to triumph over them they're obsessive about destroying whatever reminds them of their own shortcomings and failure failures aka lucy gray aka the gun and it can border on narcissistic personality disorder mm-hmm. which is the big thing that we talked about yeah we about talked about that a lot
1: so there you
0: yeah. go <laughs> i'm like if anyone is a textbook three it's snow, and if anyone's yeah. a type eight, it's Gale.
1: I think that convinced so. me like more than anything too, because type eight. If you read the like most unhealthy levels there, I just don't really. Mm-hmm. I don't really see it with snow, especially for what we see yeah. in ballad.
0: So let's let's check the stats for Miss Lucy Gray. <laughs>
1: Checking the stats.
0: <laughs> I feel like we're on a game show, and like that's your job is like the stats.
1: So. This was interesting. Mm-hmm. The most popular choice was type 7, the enthusiast. The second most popular type was type 4, the individualist. And then we also did have a couple 4, 6, the loyalist, and 9, the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. I was very interested by this choice of 7. Yes.
0: I, I didn't know much about 7s before... I saw, or you told me about the results of this. Which, so. I mean,
1: I, Type 7 just wants to get the most out of life mm-hmm. possible. They don't want to be deprived of anything. And I guess They're I can the kind girl. of <laughs> see that with Lucy Gray a little bit. Like, she's such a free spirit. I don't know. I don't understand her a lot, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that the four and seven are kind of the least, like, myself. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, she could be a four or a seven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Either or.
1: <laughs> but I don't really see seven. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree, because when I originally picked hers, it was a four, and I put her four wing three, because that's titled The Performer. The wing three means that they're more social than other fours, and the four wing three's core desire is to express their unique uniqueness in front of big audiences. Four is like things dramatic or unconventional. Some people think I'm aloof, but I'm really just unique and I'm not like everyone else. So Lucy gray is not like everyone else. Yeah.
1: She's over here saying, well, I'm not district. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm <cubby>. not <laughs> <laughs> like, That's her MO. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I, I agree with you about the seven because, I mean, I could see points of it that were sevens. And I th- I think at the beginning of the episode, you brought a, a good point. How it's not just what the personality traits within the type are. It's the values and the, the different levels and blah, blah, blah. And it's only the points, the main points that I feel like fit her at face value as a seven. Whereas mm-hmm. fours are very artistic and... Yeah, like, Like, I
1: feel like people could see her and think that she is a seven. mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. But when you, like, get into, like, the inner workings of someone, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't really seem to line up as much. Yeah.
0: I mean, to put it into perspective, Miley Cyrus is a seven. So, (laughs) I don't know, just... Just how I see it.
1: Is she really a seven or <laughs> does she just see what's like like a seven?
0: <laughs> Yeah, so I, I said four, and I think it's interesting because I'm a four and she's a four, but I'm very different from her. Very, very different. Shall we move on to your favorite, the last but not least? Sejanus? The love of your life. <laughs> Your eyes just light up. You're like, who? Mr. Plinth? Oh, my God.
1: He's is, he is a dumb boy, but... <laughs> that's... Okay, that's the thing. I still love him.
0: He was the character that I had to take this test as, like, role-playing as his character. And I was, like, answering some of these questions, like, do I plan ahead? No. Do I care about repercussions? No.
1: Do I plan ahead? Absolutely not. <laughs> Drive Snow crazy. <laughs> so Sejanus we've got this one is just oh I feel like all over the place yeah and we only had four people respond for the most popular choice so we had four for type 2 the helper and then the next most popular was three votes for one the reformer and three for nine the peacemaker and then we also had two for the loyalist, so I feel like this is kind of no nobody seems to know. <laughs> yeah, but the most popular was type two helper, which is Peta's type, and yeah. I just don't see that at all. You don't see that? No, I I picked type one, the reformer. I picked type two. Interesting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Interesting. The last one that we, but then again, I told you I don't. I don't know him as well and i don't love his character i don't understand it as well so you go first i feel Describe like your he mind. is a
1: really unhealthy type one okay like so type ones are the perfectionists and like they always want to do the right thing but i feel like he's really unhealthy and that like normally a type one would be seen as very responsible very like self-controlled but they they really have a certain view about the world and how it should be, and mm-hmm. so Janus is he doesn't have a lid on that at all. he can be very outspoken and like aggressive and just impulsive, so he has like none of that sense of self- control that you see in like a lot of perfectionists. okay interesting yeah see, no <laughs> I don't, I don't
0: the thing is i don't see him as a perfectionist so that's why i find type one hard because for me the main trait that i see when i think of him is a helper and somebody who is like Peta. i feel I like he's because he, he has a, such this.
1: a strong moral compass though mm-hmm, and that yeah. matters more than anything else which i mm-hmm. feel like is the true type one like that's at their core is okay. too for things to be good and right and like his vision of like what that is and like other characters in ballad like agree like Lysistrata for example but i don't think she's a type one because like she doesn't really want to do anything about it okay. like she's a type two mm-hmm. where she's like trying to actually like help her tribute <laughs> she like but has think... more of that care yeah
0: I think he tries to help the people around him, but he's just so dumb that he's not able to do it. Like, he just doesn't, it doesn't translate in his head. Because I remember, we talked about it a long time ago, Sejanus is the combination of Peta and Gale. And I think, for me, I see Sejanus as a, an, an eight slash two, because it's like, he is so, he cares so, 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 so much about helping helping somebody, helping the district
1: people, finding
0: balance and peace.
1: He cares so but, much about like justice, though, and things yeah. the world being the right way.
0: Okay, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Because I when I when I was reading one, I I didn't think of it that way. But as you described one at the beginning of the episode, I can see that. So for me, it's just I see him as needing to help people to a fault. I said that he was a less healthy too because the helper. Um, are either the most genuinely helpful to other people, or when they are less healthy, they're the most highly invested in seeing themselves as helpful. And I think that's him. Like he see he he wants so bad to help, but it's like he's blind to how he can help people. So he but thinks I he's feel being helpful, like an but then he leads somebody into an arena and gets them killed,
1: trying <laughs> to get the approval and love of others. And like that's why they're so compulsively helpful. Yeah. Okay. And I don't really see that in Sejanus. I think it's more like, he's like, this is wrong. Y'all are wrong. Like,
0: <laughs> So would you see him more as, like, a one-wing two, then? Because he would be leaning more to, like, that social ja- change and justice and care?
1: Mm, I don't know. I'd have to read... Because the other one yeah. would be one-wing two or one-wing nine.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, because he could be Probably,
1: either. because if... The wing was nine. I feel like that's just like more chill.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could see him as like a one wing too, if that's what that would mean. Let me look.
1: I was reading, okay, like the personal growth recommendations for Enneagram Type One. And like some of the quotes are learn to relax. Remember that the salvation of the world does not depend on you. Oh, that's a big one. Don't expect other people to change immediately. And what's mm. obvious to you might not be as obvious to them. Your words and, above all, your example will do more good than you realize and have patience.
0: Okay, you Feel sold me like on those. You sold me on those. That's Janus. <laughs> yeah, you sold me.
1: Your Achilles heel is your self-righteous anger. You get angry easily and are offended by what seems to you to be the perf- profuse refusal of others to do the right thing as you have defined it try to step back and see that your anger will alienate people so that they cannot hear many of the good things that you have to say further your own repressed anger may well be giving you an ulcer or high blood pressure as and is a harbinger of worse things to come i can see that also i read up on the relationship between (laughs) a type three and a type one stop i hate you i hate you (laughs) Because, you know, I love the, uh, relationship between Uh Sejanus and Snow. Um. (laughs) Stop. And it said there can be a creeping sense of competition. Ooh. Um, the relationship can be too concerned with image and with reputations rather than with principle. Ones can see threes, so Sejanus can see Snow as tending to cut corners in ethical matters, willing to exaggerate or fudge the truth in order to achieve whatever they are after.
0: Okay, I think you're the new expert, to be honest. Like,
1: you sold me. I I care about Sejanus the most. I know, (laughs) but I I get it. I get it. Yeah. And then ones may also have issues with threes attempting to reinterpret ethical questions and with not owning up to their own personal behavior, including their behavior regarding fidelity in the relationship itself. Stop. (laughs) I hate you. I hate you. (laughs) Just ma 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 no, (laughs) I cannot.
0: Yeah. Okay. You sold me on that. That again. he was the one I did not feel comfortable with. So.
1: I took it and I took I've got Sejanus. Exactly. We got each other.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm glad that we narrowed it down to six to do for this episode because remember when we tried to do all 50 of them
1: uh, yeah that was that was too many so I mean if you guys Self-want want us growth. to <laughs> growth <laughs> <laughs> if you want us to do more characters like Hamish, Finnick Effie more or more from Ballad as well we can do a part two absolutely we would but. love to <laughs> because we we love our personality tests (laughs) yeah and now
0: I'm like what's what's the next personality test we have to do like down the line in another 40
1: episodes (laughs) I mean I feel like you know more about like astrology and like the different different signs I don't don't know anything about that so I will really have to (laughs) dig in deep (laughs) it'll
0: it'll be like a big homework session for you
1: (laughs) it'll it'll have to be I love
0: that yeah so we'll do some more in the future. I don't like we didn't mean for this to take forty episodes to do another one, but it's just like we we have a lot to talk about here. We do, and we try to. I mean,
1: <laughs> mix it up, yes, different topics. So
0: so hopefully this episode is better than episode two because this is a tangent. But I hate how our most listened slash watch episode is obviously number one because number one we've and Number done. two, <laughs> we're so different now. <laughs> So this is our new number two where we feel like we understand each other a little more. We understand the t- how to do a podcast a little bit more.
1: Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you. For those of you who have been here since episode two, thank you very much for staying. Yeah. And, the real ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you in another 40 episodes for Enneagram part two. But actually, though, if you didn't get to participate, on our Instagram stories. Make sure that you tell us what you think about the characters on this episode and where you think their typings would fall. Like, if you think you totally agree with us on Lucy Gray, but you totally hate us on the Katniss option, then let us know. Or (laughs)
1: Sejanus. No.
0: (laughs) See, Emily sold me, so. (laughs) But yes, and then We'll see you in a couple of weeks for our next episode, but join us tomorrow. We should probably celebrate the start of valid filming at Tribute Talk. Yeah. Yeah, we're <laughs> definitely going to be celebrating. Yeah. And so join us then and see you next time.